a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. This episode contains conversations about abuse, physical, mental, emotional abuse in a relationship, and it also contains conversations about infidelity. Some listeners may prefer not to listen to this episode today or at all. We totally understand that and support you. Life is too short to listen to content that makes you feel uncomfortable. Tune back next week for some different subject matter. And take care of yourself. Love you, bestie. I'm Christina Kahn. I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shit, shit, poopy, poopy, shitterature. Okay. <laughs> we're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger and talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. Our guest today is Courtney, friend of the pod. Say hello to the listeners, Courtney. Hello, listeners. You always say that like so deadpan with like a murder face. <laughs> Hello, Hi, Clarice. Listener. Does that sound authentic to y'all? <laughs> no, it sounded horrible. <laughs> I liked the first one better. <laughs> Hello, listeners. She's petting her hairless cat in her back leather chair. Hello, listener. Wow. Yeah, that's very vivid. Courtney, what is the cringiest thing that's happened to you recently? You know, I live a pretty uncringe life. Wow, pretty, I don't believe that. Pretty anti-cringe. Um, the cringiest <laughs> thing that happened to me was trying to do my puzzle while a married couple that shall not be named <laughs> had an argument about an electricity-themed board game. <laughs> <laughs> it was cringe by osmosis. Uh, first of all, when we talked about that, <laughs> I don't know, between two and 16 weeks ago, the last time you were on the podcast. Well, listen, maybe it happens a lot. You backed me up that time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you were wrong. <laughs> okay, it was just cringy. Okay, great. That sounds great. No, it was, it was funny. It was also <laughs> funny. <laughs> Leela, what's the cringiest thing that happened to you this week? The cringiest thing that happened to me this week was today at a meeting, one of the um, like ops people, operations people at the top tried to compare our revenue cycle to the circle of life. And um, it was just for me a really fun moment because I got to send um, like a lot of Lion King gifts to like all the all to like a lot of my people, my coworkers, you know, and then everyone was like, (laughs) My God, this girl is a comedic (laughs) genius. Anyway, I guess that's the cringiest thing that's happened to me, but I'm I'm glad it happened. (laughs) Oh, man, Tina, what's the cringiest thing that's happened to you this week? This is this is a real. I feel like usually we forget to actually do stuff that's truly cringy. I think that as we continue to do the show more, we'll get better about remembering the cringy stuff that happens to us. So here's one that I think is truly just cringy and nothing else. I've been looking for a mirror to go on my wall next to my other mirror and between another mirror. (laughs) There's this like Mm -hmm. dark corner of my living room and I just want to put a bunch of mirrors in it so it'll be brighter. 
And so I've been on Facebook Marketplace hitting up a lot of different people about a lot of different mirrors. What's this mirror? What is it made of? What are the dimensions? Classic. And I'm following through so far with 0% of them because I haven't bought a mirror yet. But that's just how it goes when you're selling something online. And I had this one lady. I was like, hey, do you know the dimensions of this? And she was like, oh, here are the dimensions. Uh, Do you want it? Are you interested? And then for the next like three days, she hit me up like almost hourly being like, okay, do you want this? Um, How do I make the sale? What do you want? Too much pressure. like, I need to hear from you if you want me to hold this. And I'm like, I never told you to hold it, bitch. That's not how this works. I didn't answer (laughs) at all. (laughs) And she literally was texting me like almost hourly for like two days. It wasn't a text. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then finally she just said goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to lure you. (laughs) That is when I answered LOL and then archived the chat. (laughs) 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 That's cringy as hell, man. Come on. Don't act that way. (laughs) Her behavior was cringy. It was very funny how you reacted to it. (laughs) I didn't want the mirror, and I would have just said no if you give me a fucking second. Yeah, I'm just browsing, bitch. (laughs) Tell me the dimensions and allow me to browse. What was it made of? It was some... It looked like plastic. It was tacky. Mm. Yeah. You're asking the hard-hitting, important questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it looked like it came with sconces that matched, but her listing didn't acknowledge that. So I was like, what's up with those sconces? And she was like, they go with it. Uh, oh. And then that's when I was like, what are the dimensions? And then she answered me. And then I did not answer within one minute. <laughs> and she lost it. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's too much pressure. <laughs> All right. So today I've, I've brought a piece to share with the group. And I actually kind of tricked you because it's technically two pieces. Ugh, j'accuse. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain why. So I have these two pieces. One of them is called The Lie. <laughs> the other one is called The Truth. Oh. And these are from when I broke up with my high school boyfriend, Ari. I broke up with him in 2008, I think. I graduated in 2009. So I think I broke up with him when I was a junior or maybe at the very beginning of my senior year. I dated him for maybe like two years. He is the best, sweetest boy I ever dated. And I thought that I would never find a guy as good as him until I met Sean, who is quite good. Although uh, not quite, not quite as attentive, not, not, not a servant partner the way that Ari was a servant partner. I understand. But um, unlike some of the both of you, I don't really do well with like a servant style partner who like brings you things and takes care of you. Sean takes care of me by like demanding that I show him my finances so that he can figure out how to save me. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, He's not going to like just he's not going to just make me a cocktail and bring it to me because he loves me. Um, So Ari, I broke up with him. He was like too sweet. I, I got bored and then I cheated on him. And then I started dating that guy. I broke up with Ari. So so this is a two part, the, the lie and the truth. Oh, this is dated September. So I'm going to say that's September 2008 because I graduated the next year. Let's read them and then I'll, and then we'll talk about them. So I'm going to start with this is the lie dated September 8th, 2008. Hey, Ari, I think now is a good time for me to be completely honest with you. I think we should break up. Don't misunderstand me. I love you very much. I know that doesn't make much sense, but it's true. (laughs) You need to know that. I'm just feeling a little stifled lately. I'm 17, you know? (laughs) 
I really need a little time to be free. It's a part of my personality. No, there isn't anyone else yet. I don't plan on meeting my soulmate or whatever. I just want to date around. I never got to do that. And I feel like I've missed out on something big. And I'm a skank by nature. Everyone knows that. And I don't want to hurt you. I know you're probably hurting now, but I am too. I'm not saying goodbye forever, but I'm also not asking you to wait around for me. Please, please don't wait for me. If we're truly meant to be together, it will happen. But until then, live up your senior year. Go to college. Have a good time. And know that I'm thinking of you no matter what I'm doing. I love you. See you later. See you later. Okay, so as a reminder, that is the lie. So here's the truth uh, in, in dramatic air quotes. The truth. Written in the facing page of my notebook. Okay, Ari, I have something really important to tell you. I cheated on you a lot recently. <gasps> Honestly, I had sex with Matt. I really like Matt. Oh I want to God. be with him. There's nothing wrong with you at all. God, you treat me like a princess. But I feel like you and me have had our time, and now it's time to move on. I think that you and me really needed each other. We were very good for each other. But let's face it, the odds of us actually surviving high school and college and life and shit, they're slim. I get the feeling that you want to be single in college. So let's just get that started now. I'm going to go out with Matt as soon as it's socially acceptable. Oh my God. He and I are very good for each other. We balance each other out. He's not better than you, just different. And I feel like I need to give him and me a chance. Otherwise, it'll bother me forever. Hey, kiddo. Maybe we can be together again someday. But frankly, right now, I just crave something different. I'm really, truly sorry that I did this all out of order. And I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm just really sorry. So I think that the irony, I think we all know what the irony of this is, that these are both the truth. <laughs> yeah. Both of these are the truth. <laughs> the one that says I'm a skank by nature, that one is not a lie. No, no. I think I, they're both the truth, but uh, one is maybe more like what you think in your head and like what you re how you really feel. Or maybe even in some bits, the truth is too edgy for you. You kind of feel fancy yourself uh, a bit of like a I'm not like the other girls type situation is coming oh. off here. Never. I was never like the other girls until about uh, 2014. You're like, I'm too, I'm just, I, I'm basically Zoe Deschanel, but like, <laughs> oh, no. I'm like the wind, you know, like you can't chain this loner down. Can't chain it. Courtney, what are your first, uh, in, first reaction, first gut, gut instinct here? Um, I think the obvious question is this person did not read these. Did he? Okay. I don't believe so. That's a did good you question. give them to him? Well, here's the thing. So here's what we're looking at. Okay. We're looking at um, a computer scan of both of these pages that I scanned from notebooks that I had in high school. They're on two facing pages. Call that a two page spread on the left hand, the lie on the right hand, the truth. They each take up about a page and you might notice that on both sides. Well, on one side, you can see them on the other side. I think there's just holes, but these pages were at one point stapled together. <laughs> okay. And I used to write stuff in my notebook decide I did not want anyone to observe it and then staple those pages together. <laughs> I have since undone the staples for co content research. <laughs> research. So he definitely didn't read this. I wrote so much content about the people in my life and the way I felt about them that never got read by them at all. Hopefully. No, okay. Never. 
Well, that makes it, I mean, I, I certainly feel better about it <laughs> for Ari. <laughs> I think that you stapling the pages together. So you stapled like a blank piece of paper to the front of the. No, look, I staple. This was like the book was open to these two pages. If mm-hmm. you staple these two pages together, it's like neither of these pieces exists. Wow. You feel me? So you buried it. I buried it. Like a cat in a litter box. Yeah. You just. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is gar- this is shit. <laughs> no, I probably was like, this is beautiful duality. Yes. No. <laughs> That's definitely what I thought when I was writing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a breakup note that's somewhat compassionate. And then there's the brutal, <laughs> the cold, hard truth. On right, the, the one that's a, the one that's a lie is the way <laughs> that the I should have. I should have <laughs> broken up with him this way before I fucked another guy. I should have been like, hey, I think we should break up. I'm bored of this. The lie is as if it's like, well, the lie is that I did this correctly. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is that I cheated on you. Okay. (laughs) Next question. So this, this was about Ari servant partner and I I'm leaving him because I cheated on him with Matt. Do you guys remember me ever bringing up a guy named Matt? No, I don't think so. Tina. He, well, when I bring him up, I usually call him Matt Hole. Does that ring a bell? Um, also, no. <laughs> he's he's the only truly abusive guy I've ever dated. He's the only guy I've ever dated who physically hit me. Oh, horrible. Mm. And I left Ari for that guy. Yeah. But you had to, I mean, you had to learn. You, you kind of, gotta learn. I think you also, like, maybe unintentionally or un- uh, subconsciously were maybe going for something that was the opposite, right? Like... Yes. Oh, my God. I want a man who will punch me in the face, not bring me bagels. So hot. <laughs> That's what that, what is that old Taylor Swift song, because I miss screaming and crying and dancing in the rain. It's 3 a.m. and I'm cursing your name. So in yeah. love that we act insane. Healthy. Maybe that's part of why I don't like Taylor Swift is because her writing now feels like my writing when I was 16. I do think in her defense, that song is from like 2010. So, OK. But yeah, yeah, but the point is you were, you know, you were just trying, I almost, it's almost like rebelling if when you have like, oh, I wish this wasn't the example my brain made, but when you have like a super, maybe like religious or strict dad or wait, wait, wait what was I going for there? No, no, no. Like it's like when a you super nice a dad and then you're like, <laughs> I need something salty after this. Exactly. You're like, I can, I'm a salty, I can be a salty girl. Like I'm salty. But then they're, like, not nice to you. So. Yeah. Right. So in this same notebook, and I can post these on the Tumblr along with these uh, these pieces, I have, like, more than one pro and cons list to dating Matt. Like, pretty much right off the bat, I was like, let's figure this out. This is something (laughs) not right here. And, like, literally these. I'm going to try to find one. The pros and cons. The pro and con of dating Matt is always like pro he oh I found one. Oh wait this isn't the funny one <laughs> there's a funnier one another page stapled together Ooh. <laughs> what could it be we're gonna do a whole episode about diaries someday yeah. um, but I really just yeah there was something like sacred about the the diary situation court did you ever have like a journal or notebook or that you like wrote in and um, I don't have the consistency for journaling. I've tried. 
there's some pretty intense journal entries, but there's like, <laughs> they're few and far between. It's like a captain's log where I update every, you know, <laughs> month or yeah. whenever I can. That's okay. I mean, I, a captain's log. Yes. That's, I totally I love that. Yeah. I started doing it that way when I got to college. I was like, I'm not writing, I'm not writing in this every single day, but I am going to update you in case I die and someone needs to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here's the pros and cons to dating Matt. I'll read the pros first. Good smile. Smells good. It says, he tries frowny face. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he tries. The bar. Strong, passionate, feels guilty when he's mean. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's God. That's he feels guilt. <laughs> Has a car. That's a very good plus when you're 17. Yes, that's true. Um, the next two items are soulmate and true love. <laughs> no. <laughs> now you're just making up stuff to fill out the pros list. The next one is wants to start therapy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one on the pro column, it just says BD. Anyone want to guess what that stands big for? Big dick. Big dick. Oh. He did have a big dick. All right. Okay. So this the cons. Is... Just sit. Just get a drink or something. It's going to take a while. <laughs> Rizal says he's too short, which is mean. Number two on the list, he hit me, frown face. Oh my god, Tina. <laughs> frowny face. Frowny face. <laughs> what was the other item that had a frowny face so far? Um, he tries. He tries. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in the pros column. That's in the pros column. Okay, so <laughs> mean, yells a lot, bad temper, temperature, <laughs> bad temper. Oversensitive, abusive tendencies, (laughs) doesn't let me cry, controlling, jealous. Listen, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't smoke, drink, or wear sparkles. Oh my God. I don't remember the sparkles. (laughs) You whore. Your body glitter. Makes me pay for everything. Oh my my God. (laughs) My friends disapprove. It says it says he fights like a girl, whatever that means. Wow. A lot of these are just repetitive. I will possibly have children with a psycho parent someday. Okay. Yeah. Um family doesn't like him. Low in low <laughs> intellect. Oh my god. And then the last Dude thing on the sucks. list says is generally a dick face. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> it's so tough because like he hits me, my family, <laughs> my friends hate him. He tries, but like <laughs> but he no, he's considering therapy though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. the thing: is like, ha- I mean, do you, did you guys date garbage humans? Oh like my this? god! So much of the list crossover. I did not ever have a man who hit me, but the just the general psychopathy of. Mm-hmm. Like a, I had a boyfriend who I willingly let drive my vehicle to his job every day. He never put gas in a single time. He uh, stole, like, we lived together and I'd be like, here's the rent money, pay the rent. And then he would steal the rent money and be like, you never gave me money. Oh my Whoa. God. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No, general That's gaslighting, fucking, my friends. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't let you cry. I had a separate boyfriend who pulled the whole, like, you're not allowed to smoke or dress like this or blah, blah, blah. The sparkles. 
Pickles thing is really mystifying. To Took me. a lit cigarette out of my mouth. This is where cigarettes were worth their weight in gold and then oh, broke yeah. it in half and threw it in my face. As oh, like, fuck okay. you. So this was in high school. I did not smoke cigarettes in high school and I barely drank or smoke weed. So I, I really, I he like, it's crazy that it even came up that he was like banning me from doing these things when they, they simply weren't part of my lifestyle back then. It's preemptive. Preemptive. Can either of you fucking imagine allowing a man to no. to t- even tell you one thing you're not allowed to do today like are you no. fucking kidding it's so it's so crazy looking back at this stuff that i because i was to- i was exactly like that too 100 percent. all my value that i knew came from who i was with a man and yeah it's just like crazy because i was just like if, i just can't i that man may be injured if he speaks to me that way now. Yeah. Yeah. Like 364 <laughs> days, Sean defers to me and my whims and my judgment. And then on the 365th day, he's like, hey, I feel like we haven't hung out this week. Do you maybe feel like staying in instead of going out with your friends tonight so we can spend some time together? <gasps> and that's that's like the most <clears throat> a man could be could possibly be permitted to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's really still sweet. it's still a request. Yeah, it's, it's not still a, a request. It's not a command. You will stay home tonight, you whore. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he's, like, asking me not to drive drunk, it's, like, still a request. He's like, baby, please just call me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I will, I will. Consider. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that I would be the person that I am in a relationship if I didn't date men yeah. who treated me like I was a piece of human excrement. Mm. And I groveled and rolled around in it like a pig. And yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Since Matt, every single guy I've dated has been, gotten progressively better and better and better. So mm. that is good. I, obviously, I started out really strong with Ari. To clarify how good Ari was, he was an incredibly gentlemanly, sweet baby boy. Probably has some kind of neurodivergency that we weren't aware of at the time. Um, he was like so gentle. He had like a Bichon Frigé that he, as an ad- as a fifteen year old, named Tum Tum. <laughs> <laughs> he was a baker, and he would like bake me. He would bake me bagels. Oh my god! He would like he like so tenderly like took my virginity in like a bed of flowers with like red wine. What? Like, he was like a he was ahead of his time. What? <laughs> I was not ready for him. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm ready for him. You know what I mean? No, I. <laughs> and to be to be clear, so uh, uh, maybe like maybe like five years later, after I'd gone to college, I was back home, and me and Ari went on a date. We hadn't spoken in like two or three years, and we went on a date, and I was like, "Oh, I'm an adult now. I'm really over this," because he was like still so sweet and precious in a way that I like did not value in a twenty something year old. Yeah, and um, this is the guy who would censor his own swear words not that he not that he just wouldn't swear because if you don't want to swear that's fine what you do is you don't put those words in your vocabulary but he would be like i don't give a what you think about me like he would be he would like like that's some shit and it's like oh man you either say it or you don't my (laughs) please what i mean is that better though than like uh that people i know well um constantly say like crap that's crap you're full of crap i would rather you just commit to the like a different word yes. if you're uncomfortable laying out a swear like like crap the, it, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, just say crap. Like, I don't care. But to be like <laughs> censoring, it's like he wanted to say it, but like couldn't. I, whatever. So I cheated on Ari because of kind of what you said earlier, Leela, about like I all of my self-worth was came from men like I had none of my own. And so all through high school and even a little bit into college, I, I did not. I could not break up with a man without having the next one lined up. Monkey bar. Yeah, monkey bar. And so like a lot of the time it got me into pickles like this where I was like letting these two things. It's almost like they were in like two different parts of my brain, like winding down the relationship with Ari and like entering this relationship with Matt. Like they happened in two different parts of my brain. And I've talked a lot, uh, honestly, on other podcasts, though. Uh, I don't think I've talked about it on this show so yet. Um, but like I just I was like a really bad person in high school. Like I was very manipulative, as you can probably tell from these pieces. I was very, very sh- like shallow and conceited in a way that a lot of teenagers are really like narcissistic. Like I was a bad, bad person. I was very manipulative. I was constantly meddling in business that wasn't my own. I was constantly like just walking straight into a cheating relationship when I had it in 100 percent in my power to end the relationship I was already in. I just like had to lock down Matt before I could feel comfortable letting go of Ari, which is so wild to me now because I've been married for a long time now. And I'm like, oh, to be single. (laughs) What a dream. Yeah. Yeah. I think like all three of us maybe also have like a little bit of gifted kid syndrome where you, at least I was definitely told constantly by my mother that I was amazing. I could do anything I wanted. I was so beautiful. Boys are just intimidated. And it is helpful to an extent, right? Because you're, we we just have such crippling self-esteem as, as teenagers, especially, but like there is a time when it goes too far. And I honestly though, think I, I always wondered like, what do you what what did you do at this time that you were able to even in your own head like exude so much confidence like at a, such a young age? Are you asking me? Yes, man. I think that at this age it was just one hundred percent belligerence. Like it was <laughs> it was like narcissism and belligerence. Like I am such a different person from who I was then. It's like very hard for me to remember or like get in that mindset. A lot of a lot of things were the same. I had a lot of friends and I was like the nexus among all of them. Right. I brought them all together. I was very loud. I was uh, very charismatic. You know, I had a lot of projects all the time, even though they were all garbage. And we'll talk about a lot of them on this podcast. But, you know, I think that that helps to some extent, because like if I piss off one friend because I'm treating them like garbage, I have 30 other friends that I can like go bounce around to while I'm waiting for you to get over it. And there's a lot of documentation of that in my journals. I think a lot of it is just lying. Like I lied so much. And like a lot of my confidence came from lying. When I was younger than this, when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I like lied about having a boyfriend for years to my best friends. They never got to meet him. <laughs> he goes to another school. He literally did. Be- no, because half of my neighborhood went to <laughs> high school and the other half went to rock. <laughs> So I was like, oh, he lives on the other side of the neighborhood and his big sisters give us weed. And it's like I didn't smoke weed for like three more years after that lie. Like, 
it really was. And, and now I feel like my confidence is so, so deeply earned. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, I really feel like I had to be this person to be this person yeah, today. But I would agree. So looking at the lie, <laughs> which is as a reminder, not a lie. It's just like what I should have said. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, I think I think we should break up. I have a lot of pieces that have this like this sarcastic like, oh, I'm like a total skank. Everyone knows that. That's like part of the lie. But it's like I was this move, this move of cheating on Ari with Matt and then st starting to date Matt immediately. This got me a horrible reputation as a cheater in my high school. A lot of people were very mad at me. Do you know who was the maddest? Who? Sarah. Oh, damn. Yeah, we're still friends with her. Um, she was the maddest at me. And I was like, it's none of your business. And it's like, man, your friends are your business, dude. Come on, grow up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was a huge skank. Can I ask a clarifying question about Ari? Yes. Did he smell bad? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. He smelled actually amazing because he was a baker. He smelled like bread all the time. <laughs> Why is he okay. literally PETA from the Hunger Yeasty. Games? <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he is, except for he was really, really, really skinny. He wasn't stocky at all. Why? Did it say that somewhere? No, I bring it up because you mentioned Matt smelled good by comparison. So all I, boys I didn't smelled know good back was... then because I they all used Axe and there that was a pheromone to me. And like all boys <laughs> smelled good to me. Yeah, he was using bear paw or... Ice lightning or one of those uh, early, early accents. I feel like there was also this pattern. Like, I don't know if this was just me, but I definitely did it of like when you break up with someone, it's like you never fully close it. It's like, maybe we'll get back together. I did that. in. I did that up until the very last guy I dumped before Sean. You were there, Courtney, where it's like, yeah, I broke up with him. And then it's like, but I'm not closing that door. It's like, what, what are you doing, man? Dump them or don't. Yeah, it's I think when you're breaking up with someone, very difficult to not have the butt, right? So like here is yours. And it's because ha putting that in there is it seems to kind of make the person they perk up its hope, right? So it's like actually super fucked up. But it's really for me, up. too, anytime I've had to break up with anybody, I can't help but but throw in a little bit of a butt. What you're, so yeah. yours is, if we are truly meant to be together, it will happen. But until then, <laughs> please live up your senior year, go to college, have a good time, and know that I'm thinking of you. And I'm sorry, that, that all was one sentence. I <laughs> went longer than I... It says, um, I'm not saying goodbye forever, <laughs> but I'm also not asking you to wait around for me. Please, please don't wait for me. And it's like, which it's one? the please, please. It's like, why me. would I say that if I wasn't trying to kind of get him to do it? Yeah, I, I think maybe not. I mean, to me, it's obvious that, that that's sort of what you're doing here. Because you th that's two times with the please is... Uh, please, please. <laughs> that's like a plead. Oh, please. <laughs> you wanted to leave a, uh, a whisper of perfume on his pillow on your way out of this relationship. You just... Fart on it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned, when we did reconnect all those years later, he was so into it. And I was like, nah, that date that we went on, like years after this, I was like living with my or maybe I think maybe I was home from college at my mom's house in Fairfax. And Ari and I went on this date. My mom was like out of town or something. And so we went back to my mom's house and he like definitely thought we were going to fuck. And I wasn't into it. So I like put on the TV and he was 
definitely like waiting. Mm-hmm. And then he, I, I kind of felt bad just because of our history being like, hey, man, you need to go. So I just like felt, pretended to fall asleep on the couch and he just like went away in the night. <laughs> yeah. Did you see him again after? Never. Wow. Wow. So dramatic. He's now married with a baby. So good for good him. For I him. hope that she treats him nicely because he's a really, really gentle boy. <laughs> Yeah, he sounds too gentle, respectfully. He was way too gentle. He was so, oh my God, like he, I remember like very random specific little things about him. Like he's the kind of person who sneezed like, no, <laughs> like he wore, um, he wore like, like the Velcro sandals when those were not remotely oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You can't wear Rockativa back in. He, he was, like, too skinny for any of his pants to stay on his body. They would always fall down. Yeah. Hmm. Our song was Us by Regina Spector. He would always, like, draw me pictures of statues because they built a statue of us and put it on a mountaintop. I mean, that's kind of cute, that one. Ugh. Just, like, the, the culmination. You're right. <laughs> it's my dick soft respect. It's true. It's so <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's just things like that that just, they mean well, but I think it's yeah. the kids nowadays call it it gives you the ick. So, like, once you yes. get the ick, really, yeah. like, there's it. you really can't unget it. And, yeah. and I will say, you, you brought it up. For, uh, Leela and I have very, very, like, emotionally attentive partners, I would say. They're, you know, you say, what was your wording? Service, service husband. husband. Servant husband. <laughs> yeah. A- acts of service husband. There's... Sure. I, I don't think I could be with, like, a person who wasn't that now. Yeah. Yeah, but Freddie and Jason aren't, like, precious about it. You Freddie guys and Jason. So it's, it's very much just like a... Oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. So it's very much just like a lifestyle thing for you guys now. Like, Freddie is... I, I This happened on Saturday. Yeah. Freddie's, like, actively, like, premeditating your needs and handing you things. And you guys are, like, bickering about it while it's happening. And it's, like, deeply unprecious. It's just a lifestyle thing for you both. Yeah, I suppose and so. And Freddie... I was friends with Freddie before I was tight with you, and I lived with Freddie, and he is just that person. He treated me that way as his roommate, you know? It's very yeah. much just like a him thing. It is. It is. But I can't see Freddie self-censoring when he says a swear. No. And that's where it kind of... He's not that kind of gentle, though. Like, he's gentle in a lot of ways, but he's not gentle. Like, I still consider him a... I think he has a pretty, like, masculine persona, if that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. Yeah. He has a, a an innate broiness. Yeah. For sure. He is very but That's what it is. And, yeah. he, and he has this kind of, like, both men and women trust him, and also non-binary people trust him. <laughs> yeah. He's got to throw them in. But, like... He's just, you know, he's a good dude. Maybe I trust him extra because we are sexually repulsed from each other as old, old friends. But <laughs> yeah. he's Possibly. just a very trustworthy guy. Um, anyway, I have like in my journal surrounding this stable together um, two page spread. There's a lot like I could never just like take an action. Like I had to write like 5000 pages agonizing over it in my notebooks <laughs> first. And so there's a lot of talk about like prepping Ari for this breakup. And I, I did this in other relationships, too, where for a month or two, you turn into a straight up bitch. Mm. And at best, he gets fed up and breaks up with you. Perfect. Love it. I'm the victim now. <laughs> at worst, he doesn't realize anything is wrong. And then you catch him completely blindsided, which is what happened with Joey. But like, the, you know, if, if that best case scenario doesn't happen, hopefully he at least, want, you know, 
can feel it coming or feels less bad about being dumped because the recent memories have been bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I would ever do that now, but that is how I did it then. So there's much talk about like conditioning him for this breakup, which mm-hmm. obviously was easy to do because I had another guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who tried? He, he, <laughs> he tried. tried yeah. face. He tried frowning face. Yeah. Matt was a bad guy. It was big, big cycle of abuse energy. Like his dad was very abusive right in front of my face. Oh. Like, it was a really bad situation for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Definitely I feel like bad for Matt. I, I hope he's better. Yeah. Now. Um, but yeah, he deeply traumatized me. Like I still get kind of triggered by wood tip black and milds because he would smoke those. Uh despite <laughs> Despite me Smelling not being allowed good. to smoke. Oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. he, sm- he smoked black. Un- I don't know if. Unfeminine. Maybe that's uh. something that he picked up. I think, I think probably in high school, maybe when I wrote the pro and con list, we were not smoking. But then maybe after we went. Because I dated him until February of my freshman year of college. It took Alexis Samuels to convince me to dump his ass. Let me actually mm. tell you the whole story right now. So. So he went to an art school in Pennsylvania. I went to ODU, as you know, Courtney, you were there. And um, I was in high school. I was this kind of a person, as evidenced by this writing. And when I got to college, my roommate was Alexis. We're going to get her on the show at some point. She's one of the best people I've ever known. She's so so supremely likable. And when I went to college, I was like, I'm not a feminist. And I have an abusive boyfriend. And Alexis like used to get so mad at me, she would like cry. She would be crying, like begging me. Like, what is, who? <laughs> she has like liberal parents and older siblings. Like she understood. And so it, it took from August, the end of August until February for, Ale- and it wasn't just Alexis, you know, it was like being in college. You don't want your high school boyfriend, but like to convince me to like break up with this guy and also to become a feminist, which ultimately I did. Thank you, Alexis. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, so I dumped him. Well, I think I first found out that he cheated on me or something. Um, Matt did, <laughs> would you believe? <laughs> no. Uh, I, think I, fa- I think I found out in college that he had cheated on me in high school, which is like, so I'm like, none of these things really matter. And I like, wouldn't talk to him for a day or two. So he drove like seven or eight hours from Pennsylvania to my school and like came to my dorm. And I had to tell the RAs that my like abusive boyfriend was there and all of the big, not, I mean, they felt really big to me at the time. They're 21 years old. They're all the RAs were like, nobody let this guy in the building. <laughs> <laughs> it was their time to shine. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I asked her or if she volunteered, but Alexis went out and was like, go home. Like, you oh need to God. go the fuck home. What a very and much an Alexis thing to do. Yeah. She was like crying. He was like crying and was like, what should I do? Oh and she God. was like, get the fuck, fuck out of here. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. And then my friend Scott, who had a huge crush on me, went out and punched <laughs> him in the face 10 times. Whoa. And all of my boys. I, 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 I had like all these boys that because i was a huge skank in according i'm a skank by nature everyone knows that i had a lot of guy (laughs) friends when i was a freshman almost exclusively except for alexis because as you know i'm not like other girls yes Mm -hmm. women just don't like me for some reason yeah i just don't know why (laughs) alexis was like i have to live with her i need to fix her so all these boys yeah like went out and like chased him off and scott punched him (laughs) (laughs) and then he drove home i think same day wow have you ever seen him again Oh, yeah. Well, after that incident, we still were not technically broken up until I later broke up with him on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. 
after that i've never seen him again but i literally do get first of all he had a red a shitty old red car with a white hood and i do get a little bit triggered when i see that very specific combination which happens once every like three years i'm like he's coming oh i have not seen him again i've stalked him on facebook a couple times and i think he looks exactly the same and is living a life well well yeah fuck that guy yeah yeah, fuck that guy for sure I don't, I mean, like, I believe in redemption, but I think some people change their, I don't know. I I think you can change, but only to a certain degree. Some traits are innate. I would only believe that he has changed if he is, like, in therapy and it's been a long time. You know what I mean? I'd be like, okay, we can talk if you've been in therapy for 10 years. I just, men don't tend to take initiative on their mental health like that. Especially men who start at that level. Yeah. He d- well, guys, come on. Let's end on a hopeful oh, shit. note. I think that I think he is a part. I think he is like married or maybe something, and like maybe she made him do it. Totally, that bitch. <laughs> totally. Well, Godspeed to him. Uh, Godspeed. I hope for his match. wife's sake that he is a different person. And you know how in like yearbooks you'd be like, "Hey, never change." Two. To court, never change. Please change. Yeah, I feel like please, please change, change everything. Everything. <laughs> Hags, Leela. Hags and cats. <laughs> it's just so an, another level that makes this like so much crazier to me. And I know you guys can both understand. Is is like I've been I've been with Sean for eight years. I've said before that he's my last guy. I'm pretty far onto the gay side of being bi at this point, and that it, it like. That makes it, like, I think twice as hard for me to yeah. understand letting a, a man do this yes. to me. <laughs> a man in my life. It's like, how dare he? How dare he? But, like, obviously, how dare he? But, like, also, how dare he? How dare he? Yeah. I forgot that the original piece was about me being a bad person, not him being a bad person. So, um, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> All right. So, Courtney, I gotta know. Do you think... This piece is horny, sad, or just plain bad. Mm. And I guess we are looking at both of them as a group or just focusing on... They're a, a duology. Got it. I think it's sad. Can we include the, the pros and cons list? Uh, uh, I would like to. Uh, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. it's context. <laughs> pros and cons list is... One of the horniest things I've ever read, actually. Like, because Big Dick was, like, beca- the only true no, pro. No, it's like, you would have, ha- it would have had to be God tier in order to, like, you're like, <laughs> he tries. It, it was, it could not have been God tier as we were 17. Well, I'm pretty, for I'm pretty sure it took his virginity. 17-year-old brain, I mean. Big Dick. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that super horny. Um, the two that the two uh, that were the main focus, I think, were mostly sad. Mostly yeah, sad. sad. Yeah, I'm gonna also go with sad on this one, and I, <laughs> I, I mean, I do still think there's like a, a like a little like a breeze of horniness kind of like flowing throughout both pieces. You are a skank, after all. Yeah. I think that this is 100% horny. And maybe that's just because I truly know myself. And despite the fact that it was labeled as a lie, <laughs> it is actually God's honest truth. Hold on, where did it go? 
um, that I am a skank by nature and everyone knows that. It's just that we don't slut shame anymore and it's okay for me to just say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was horny, so horny, and every move I made was to make sure that I could continue getting sexual validation. <laughs> Straight up. Straight yeah, up. same, same. It's good that you were able to abandon most of this behavior by the end of your early college years. I'm not joking. I'm. It was really because of Alexis. That bitch, like, saved my life from being really, really, really <laughs> shitty. From being a novite. From being a bad poison. I probably would have found it without her as we went to a pretty liberal college and eventually I took women's studies, but um, she's the one who was like, I'm not, we're not, I say no to this. <laughs> yeah. Alexis is a pretty fantastic person. And she has this way of being gentle and so strong at the same time. Yeah. But she's, she's pretty, uh, she's pretty cool. She, she has this way of being like, you're dumb and I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She pushed me she pushed me in the hamper a couple times when I pissed her off. <laughs> and she's very she's not condescending at all, I would say. Like she leads you yeah. to the water of you being a fucking idiot. Yeah, she definitely put up with many years worth of like dumb little debates about how I should be a nice person. <laughs> God bless you. I remember her explaining feminism to me. I remember the conversation where I was like, I just want to grow up and have babies. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> and she's like, but what if a woman on earth doesn't want to grow up and have babies? Like, what if you didn't want that? And I was like, I've never thought of that before. Mm-hmm. You genius bitch. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Courtney, thank you so much for joining me um, for this. I feel like I talked 89% of the time. No, I loved it. I love getting little insights into your head, especially as you were uh, an unshapen Ugh. ball of clay. Yeah. Really, truly were. unshapen. <laughs> well, that's it for Burn Before Reading. Until next week, remember. Your cringe is part of you. But only a small part of you. This podcast was created by me, Christina Kahn. Hosted and produced by Christina Kahn and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Kahn and pre-order my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Reels. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Dave X Media.